Welcome everyone to Paranormal Roundtable. It's your uh, host, Lushu. This week, um, we're missing Wolf and Sal. We decided that I could just carry this show. So we're going to talk about some cat stories and some uh, dog stories, like uh, the names for the cat and Banjo, I guess, like where I found him, how great of a dog he was. I don't really have any stories because I didn't know I was doing this, but uh, well, I guess we could just start by talking about me. Well, okay, <laughs> all right, enough, enough of that. I, I'm here, folks. Don't yeah. run away and yeah, turn. I can and turn never and... carry the show by myself. Oh my gosh, I don't think anybody can. PR, PR, PRT is too big. It's, it's too a group. Big. It's you, a group. You, you need two, three hands to hold them uh, from each person. Just kidding. Here we go, guys. We're here to talk today to you, and and I gave Tony the option of what we're going to talk about today. Well, so I I, I don't we, I don't we, know what we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, before we do all that though, we got a couple of things we got to say. I mean, we it's uh, email. I don't care about that. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Das Wolfman, uh, Das Wolfman eighty eight at gmail dot com. Das Wolfman eighty eight at gmail dot com. So everybody hit me up, send me your emails, whatever, and, and we'll try to get your, if you got some crazy stories, we'll try to get them on the air and we'll get you uh, going. Yeah, And also, um, don't forget, uh, if you have you know, the money and you want to send us some money, we do have a PayPal in the description if you're on YouTube. And uh, just check it out and donate whatever you can if you want to. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate well, it. Yeah, I mean, it's we, appreciated. Like I said, it helps us pay for the show. So, And the other thing, uh, you know, you like and subscribe. You know, and, and spread the word about PRT and how great we are. <laughs> and uh, we're getting merchandising together, and I believe we covered that on some of the last uh, episodes. Some of the comments were really good. The last few shows we've had really good, uh, you know, like uh, feedback. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten some really good feedback, and Tony seems to be well-liked. People miss Sal, too. Well, I mean, obviously. Yeah, but, um, you know, and if Sal Sal has, like, he's dealing with what he has to deal with, and when he comes back, he comes back. Now, folks, we are going to have some interviews or discussions that we did with some other people coming up, and Sal will be a part of those because those were recorded a while back. And so those will be played uh, uh, coming up pretty soon. And so probably going to be in the next week or two we'll be playing those. One was a couple that we did. We, we did a show together with them. Um, they, they do like, uh, ghost demon research, I guess you like, like, I guess I'd say demon, like it is the demonologist kind of like the, the Warrens did. They do like, they go and to, to these locations and they, I don't think I was a part of that. I don't think you were a part of that now, no, but so, we, we, and that so that, that'll be coming up pretty soon. The, we recorded those, uh, we're going to be redoing in a couple of interviews that we had. I know that there was another person that we had on the show um, named Sarah Chandler that we did a show with her way back, and we um, were trying to figure out where to fit it in, and we're going to fit that one in pretty soon too. So, Sarah, if you're listening, just bear with us. We appreciate you coming in. She actually came to the studio and recorded with us. Uh, you know, she came and, and met us in person. Yeah. So that was cool. So anyways, we got some things coming up. That'll be coming up in the future. But tonight – I am. I'm not even. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Yep. I mean, I, I like it this way. I like just you know, uh, you give me the topics and I choose because then it kind of makes it to where you have your stories, but it's kind of like um, you know, I like having the choice of like deciding what we want to talk about. And mm -hmm. tonight, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but last week we uh, we talked about the house that you worked yes. at. Yes. And we mentioned the old man. Uh, and we mentioned when he was in the closet. The, if, if that's what that was. If that's what that was. Yeah. But how he, it was a shadow, basically. Okay, so what are we talking about? Shadow, Shadows. Shadow, yep, people. shadow people. Shadow people. Okay. All right, because I was like, all right, kind of in the dark here. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but <laughs> now shadow, shadow people is a huge, uh, that is a huge subject. Like, that is well, hard to. Our picture is a shadow person, basically. Our, our, on Facebook, it's a shadow person. Um I, th I thought we changed the logo. It's that we we orange moon with the weird looking creatures now. Oh, it was no. the Hat Man. The Hat Man. The hat yeah. Man. Yeah. Now, I don't, now, like I said, it's a very vast subject. I could do probably half a dozen shows on shadow people. I have a lot of shadow people uh, stories, and Tony knows that because yeah. he's privated the emails too. And we get tons of shadow people stories. I, I can take you back to to shadow people from way back when I was doing security at many different places. We've seen shadow people, but. Those will be included in the shows that we do about those particular uh, hauntings. You know, we have gotten stories of shadow entities 
that look like Dogman, that look like Bigfoot, shadows that look like uh, dinosaur-looking creatures. We've gotten stories of shadow people being aggressive. We've got them of just being benign and just being there. I mean, there, it's, a, it's a bevy of stories that we have collected about shadow people. So I guess where do we begin? I mean, that's, a, that's such a vast subject to, to delve into. I don't know. You tell me. No, um, I guess we could start, like, I know on the Halloween episode, we talked about a guy in Detroit that had a shadow man attack. The homeless guy. The home, yeah, the homeless guy. I don't want to call him a homeless guy because he's the, not homeless anymore, but he was homeless at the time. He, he was unfortunately homeless. Unfortunately but. homeless, yes. Um, there have been so many shadow people incidences that it's like, let me, let me give you one. I, I, got, I can tell you this one. Folks, I gave Tony the choice of like three or four different subjects, so I kind of had to be prepared for this. So let me grab the pages that have the shadow people stuff on there. Here we go. Okay. Okay, now I'll tell you this one. There was a, there was a guy who was renting an apartment. This happened in England. I want to say Lancashire or Lancashire. I'm Lancaster. Not, no, 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 no. It's called Lancashire, Lancashire, mm-hmm. something like that. I, folks if, from UK that listen to me, forgive me. I'm not. I'm not British. I'm not British. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know your language. Okay, that was better. The first half was not know. good, I don't, but I don't the know. second half you pulled it back. We can always talk like this, you know. I don't know. It's, let's it's, not do that. Yeah, we, don't, not do we don't need to lose viewers over our bad accents. <laughs> but uh, he was living in, in 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 a flat, as they call it, and he had a roommate. Okay, this was weird. He had a roommate that had died, and the guy died like um like the day before or something. He had died. Like he had a uh, the what do you call it asthma real bad, mm-hmm. and so he had died, and the. The, the, or not the day before, it was like that. the night that the guy died, if I remember the story, if I'm saying it correctly, please don't don't be mad at me, uh, sir, if you're listening. Now, this story he gave me a long time ago, but he woke up in the middle of the night and he saw a shadow standing at the foot of his bed. And he knew that it was in the shape and form of the guy that he, that he lived with. And the, the, he, then he, he came to the realization that, whoa, that can't be my roommate because he passed away. Yeah. He had had an asthma attack and he had died the day before. That was just a very brief encounter when he sat up bolt and bolt upright. It was completely in the shape and form of his roommate. How, how do you know? He could tell by looking at the it was him. Yeah. Like he knew it was him. And and the the guy's name. I mean, I'm not going to say the guy's name that told me the story, but the guy that had died. His name was Paul. And so when he when he said his name. The guy just kind of waved, like and, and like like put his hand up, and then went out the door. And he said that it was completely black, like it was black, like you know you couldn't penetrate yeah, like, black. Yeah. yeah, was very adamant that it was black. Now, when he said the guy's name, he knew it was him. Like it, it literally inter- it interacted with him. Now, like I said, it's not a real long encounter. And then of course after that he moved. No, <laughs> like he moved out move, like right yeah. after that. You moved to do with his sister. But it was one that I was given and I read, and there's a lot of them like that. I mean, that's like an example, just for an example. Like a real quick one. But real, real short, very brief uh, encounters with these creatures. Now, there is one that I got and that I showed, showed my wife that is a terrifying one. Now, a lot of people want to hear those. They want to hear the really scary ones, and I'll get to that one in a minute. When I was living in the house that I lived in, I'll reiterate this if it's already been told, uh, there were a few shadow incidents. One was a, a the shadow of a little girl that appeared on the the door curtain, and I was sitting in what was kind of like my study, and I could see out of the study because it was open. There was no door, mm-hmm. and you could see out and go and see straight in to where she would, you know, where it looked like a little girl. I mean, it looked like the image of a little girl. And I was staring at it, and I was like, what is that? And so I got up and walked out of that area and going toward the den where that image was, and it began to fade away. Like it began to go, like like somebody was stepping away from it, and it began to become lighter, and then it just vanished. And I pulled the curtain, and there was no little girl there to, to make that shadow. You know, if people remember, I think I've talked about that one. And then there was another one where... You and Taz? You, me and Taz, yeah, me and Willie. Uh, I was on one couch, he was on the other. They were like in an L, and we were watching TV, and I fell asleep. 
and I, I wake up to him, you know, trying to get my attention from the other side of the room, telling me, hey, you know, there's something there. And I look up and I see this big shadow. Entity. This entity, yeah. yeah and it, like I mean, it unfurled like what looked like wings and went into the wall of my room. That's where you threw the sock at it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that was funny. <laughs> I, actually, I actually threw a rolled up sock at it, folks. And because I didn't know what I was looking at, you know, this was way back in the day. And I, you know, was like, what is that? And, as, as, you know, because it just looked like a giant blob, you know, like just standing there at first. And so I, I threw a rolled up sock at it. And that's when it, that what looked like wings or something came off of the back and it moved through the wall into my bedroom. There was another shadow incident where I had a guy, this dude, Rob, that was a good friend of ours, that was coming and feeding our dogs when I was out of town, because I would go out of town a lot back then. And he he went to the backyard. He didn't even have a key to the house. He was just going in the backyard to feed the dog that was in the backyard, because that dog was a German, big German shepherd, and he was not house, like, he was not a house dog. Caesar? Yeah, he could go in the house if I was there with him and Ivan was there, you know, like mm-hmm. he would go inside and he, but he was so high strung, he would, he was rambunctious and he would knock stuff over and he was not house trained correctly. Uh, he was just not real good in the house. Yeah. So this guy would go over there. He was feeding him and I believe Ivan was with me. Ivan would travel with me sometimes. And so Caesar was in the backyard. He was a big, mean German shepherd in that neighborhood. You kind of had to have somebody to protect your stuff. But he knew Rob pretty well. So Rob was going back there to feed him one day. And Caesar was hiding up in the corner of the yard. It was a big backyard. And he was whimpering. And so he thought, this is weird. Something's wrong with, with the dog. Maybe he's hurt or he's sick or something's wrong. So he goes over there and starts uh, trying to get him to come to him. Come on, boy. You know, you know. And he wouldn't come. And he went up to him and kind of petted him and played with him and got him, tried to get him to follow him toward the uh, back porch where the food and everything was. And he wouldn't go. Uh, he began to growl and, and then bark. And then my friend heard what was like the crunching of leaves behind him. And he turned around and right there on the wall, he said it was on the wall, what looked like a blob with legs. Like a, like a, just the way he described it was like a blob moving, like almost like a round blob. You could kind of make out like the top of it, like a pointy head mm-hmm. and like legs. And it was just moving along the wall, but it was using legs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's just, I'm just trying to make sense of it. Cause I, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like, let's say you go outside and you see your shadow. Like it's mm-hmm. not a perfect, like it's just a real, like it's not a perfect form of you. Like that's what you're saying. Like it's barely mm-hmm. like a like a you know those walking signs on those uh, street lights. Yeah. Like it's just like a quick like a symbol or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what you mean. Like it's not or like that's, that's what, what he told me. Okay. I mean that's the only detail he tried to explain it to me and uh, I think Loki were there one day and he was trying to explain it to us how you know and and, and Willie too. He mm-hmm. was trying to tell us all what it was, and we were just like what you know and like. And I'm pretty sure Chief remembers that incident too, but I, I don't, you know, I, we couldn't make out what he was talking about. Like, we never did figure that out. Now, I know Diablo, my brother, he at one point had seen like a shadow, like kind of like it was like two-dimensional, like kind of crawl. I think it was him or Squid, one of them, that it went across the wall like it was sliding. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, 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 like it was like almost like it was a part of the wall. And then it was just sliding and it like wrapped itself around and went into one of the rooms and it went into that bedroom that was at one time uh, Squid's bedroom and then later it was D or it was D's bedroom and then later it was Squid's bedroom. But yeah, it's something that went in along the wall in the hallway. And then, then we had this shadow thing that would jump in and out of the mirror. And I know in episode two, folks, if you go back, listen to episode two, we talk about it. I don't know exactly what numbers the episodes are with uh, Scorpion when him and, and then Di- later Diablo or I don't know if you know, Andrew, was it three or four? I think two is. Two is me. Two is you, the intro. And I think three. Three, I think it was three, and then four was either Scorp and then D or D and Scorp, whatever. And then later on, I don't know which episodes they were, but but then uh, you brought in Chief, Chief, yeah. yeah. And 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 Willie, uh, we call him Taz or whatever. Taz has talked about. It. He would come on the show and talk about it. But the problem is that he does have a slight speech impediment that he's a little um, like he doesn't really 
Um, and then, you know, Squid, I don't think he really has any interest in reliving those nightmares. Outside that, doesn't have the time. Yeah. Well, I think he's got the time. Oh, really? He's, he's just, just avoiding I it? I don't think he wants to, t- <laughs> I don't think he wants to talk about it, to tell you the truth. And, uh, you know, now <clears throat> there was a, another friend of mine who, this is crazy. Okay. He was working at a hotel. This was, okay, I know exactly which hotel it is. It's on I-35 in South Austin, but I am not at liberty to say the name of the hotel. And also, it was once a client of ours. And the guy that worked there, he did. He was a uh, uh, the front, the, the guy that checks people in and all, I don't know what they're called, night auditor or whatever. And uh, he was telling me, that one day, one of the, one of the, um, this is when we were, they, they began to do the remodel and then changed the name of it or whatever. It's a very old hotel. It's been there for 80 years or something. He told me that somebody had complained that there was somebody coming into their room and it was somebody that was here on business from like some other city. And they complained that there was somebody in their room and it happened, uh, two or three nights in a row. And they kept saying, why 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 is there uh, a housekeeper coming in my room? Well, he knew the story to this, and so but but this is what he told me. He said, I, "He goes, I immediately knew what it was because there was a, a spirit, if you will, that was going into in and out of people's rooms on that floor, like in the middle of the night, waking them up and trying to literally clean their room." <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, now the backstory to this is that, no, no, first let me tell you what it looked like. They said that it looked, you could make out like the shape of it because one day when he responded to some ang- person angry saying that this woman had gone into the bathroom and was messing with stuff because it was in the dead of night and it was always people seeing it as a shadow, they didn't get a good look at it because obviously, you know, it's dark in people's rooms when they're trying to sleep in the middle of the night. So they there may be a little bit of light, you know, from coming from maybe the the window or something. Yeah. And all they can ever make out is is uh, a shadow. But this entity was seen during the day, but it was seen as a full on apparition of a female. Then they wore like blue uh, outfits, you know, that showed that they were housekeepers or whatever. And so during the day when she was seen, it was predominantly as uh, she was seen as a uh, housekeeper. As a housekeeper, yeah. And the other housekeepers would get spooked on that floor and they would be like, you know, who is this person? They don't work with us, you know, whatever. But she's dressed like we are. And so, but at night, she would go into people's rooms and mess with stuff. People reported hearing like crying in the hallway, just like somebody crying, whatever. Well, anyways, backstory to it was that there was a woman who was a housekeeper who her husband left her and she went into one of the rooms, came in to work, you know, sad, whatever this happened back in the eighties, I was told, uh, was very sad and went into one of the rooms and shot herself. Yeah. And so it was very tragic and it happened on that floor. And so since then she had been haunting that floor, but she often appeared as a shadow now, the guy that told me this is a, is a good friend of mine, and his, his, I'll just tell you his name uh, is none of your business. Uh, I was about to say oh, it, but I, I, don't I, really like, have, okay. I don't think he would mind, but I don't really have permission to yeah. say it. So, And then he worked uh, downtown for a little while as a bartender. He's pretty well-known in Austin, though, and he's pretty open and honest about stuff. He had a little – he was one of the people who had the one of the little people sightings of those little creatures that yeah. people would see, uh, monitos as we call them, or duende. Um, and, but that's another story and I'll get into that one day. We're going to do another little people one soon, soon folks. So just bear with us. But he told me and, and a group of us actually that he was getting in the elevator one day and there was a woman that was in the elevator with him that was, he saw her. It was supposed to be a housekeeper. You know, dr- she was dressed like a housekeeper, but it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And he was like, what the heck? Why is she, who is this housekeeper that's here? So he asked her, he's like, are you new? And she just kept looking straight ahead and wasn't wouldn't respond. And when the elevator door opened, he got off and turned to to look back, and there was nobody there. So he saw her. He rode the elevator with this ghost or, or whatever it was. Now one night he went up there during sh- this happened during shift change, so he had another person with him, 
And he said that dur- during the, the, I guess, the swing shift, there were two auditors, and then he would be there at night by himself. So uh, I guess there were like two or three of them, you know. And so him and one of them, one of the guys that was coming off the swing shift, they went upstairs with him to that floor to respond to this person saying that they had they they had a housekeeper that had gone into their room and they didn't understand why and they heard screaming and yelling and crying and that she had locked herself in the bathroom yeah so they go into this person's room the security guard was out in the parking lot met them up there they all went into this into the uh the the hotel room the person was sitting in the like a little lobby area. I guess they have like chairs, whatever. Well, I know they do. I've been in that hotel. And they have like little chairs in the, the elevator lobby area of each floor. So he was sitting in there waiting and he goes, he just kind of throws his hands up like, you know, <laughs> she went to my room and she's in there crying and freaking out. And I don't know what the heck, you know, what, what, why would you allow a, a, a Housekeeper, Housekeeper, you know, come this late at night. So, so the guy that's my friend, he was like, "Okay, I've seen this broad before," you know, and he told the the the, the swing shift auditor that had only been working there for a month or so. He goes, "You know, this place is haunted," and the guy's like, "Yeah, I've heard all the stories." He goes, like, he he kind of didn't believe it, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Well, okay, since you're you're so brave, you go in and and knock on the door." So him and the security kind of just stood back. <laughs> it's really the security's job, but the security guard and him just kind of like, he banged on the door and he's like, "Ma'am." Ma'am, you need to come out of there. Come out of the bathroom. Well, he hears, bang, like on the door, which showed him and the other two people that he was with. Well, she responded. That there was a person in there. Yeah. And he goes, okay, we're going to kick the door in if you don't come out. Can they do that? Well, he that's what he told. I was saying, I was wondering. Uh, I don't know if they yeah, can do that. if somebody does go, as we are security guards, I know oh, yeah, Staybridge. Oh, yeah, Yeah, the, we, we, we would have to, because I was told one time at Staybridge that these people would not leave the hotel, and I know you work there. Yeah. And we were told to expurgate them, and so we were told by the management, you know, hey. But the, the police came, and luckily they, they just left. But, yeah, I guess if you have to get rid of them, you have to get rid of them. And it's all dependent upon what the management tells you. Mm-hmm. Well, these were just the, the nice swing shift, shift and night know. shift guys. So they're telling him they're he he's trying to get her to open the door, and he hears audible crying. Okay, now eventually, the door's locked. Eventually, the door unlocks and it just goes poof, and then it just kind of opens a little bit. He pushes the door open, and the guy, <laughs> okay, the guy who was the guy had only been there for about a month hadn't been there as long as the security guard and our friend screams like just screams and like literally falls to his knees like fainting you know like and then you know gathers himself enough to get up just run out of the room <laughs> did not talk about what he saw because he couldn't breathe he was gasping okay but what the security guard and what the uh, other guys saw was a black shadow come out like literally like move like a person come out of that bathroom and kind of stand there and then zip through the wall really fast. So like they caught a glimpse of that. What the guy, the other guy saw, which he didn't talk about, he quit. And then he, when he went to get his check, he talked to the, the, the security guard. He told the security guard this, he says, what I saw was horrific. I saw a woman with half of her face blown off literally standing in the middle of the bathroom and she rushed toward me. Oh my gosh. And so he basically collapsed, caught himself on the dresser and then ran out. Okay. Like he stumbled into a little further into the room and then ran out. That's what was told to me. Like this guy was like almost running the wrong direction. He was so scared. And so he quit. Now here's the question like for, 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 you know, what are these things? Are they ghosts that, that can, that, that, and sometimes the ghosts are shadows? Are they demons that are just shadowy entities all the time? Because that would tell you that there, it is a spirit of some kind that is haunting an area that can appear as an apparition that's, that looks like a person, like that they look like in life. And then it becomes a shadow. Now, this might just, I'm, this is just me thinking, but. During the day, she would go to work. 
And she would show up as a person. Mm-hmm. And at night, that's like she's not supposed to be there, but she's still there. So maybe that's like she that's when she's like in her spirit form or like that's when, you know, like the head's blown off or whatever. Like, I don't want to say it like that, but like that's when she she is seen as how she has was when she died because that's not what she's used to. Because what I mean, I've heard a lot of stories of like spirits being seen doing what they did when they were alive. Moving around like they're still like their habits, you know, mm-hmm. like doing a lot of stuff like they were. Like, uh, I remember I heard a story about a guy who, this is real quick, a guy who died and he would always do the same thing every morning of like, he would go get coffee and he would always make coffee in the morning mm-hmm. and that the daughter saw that all the time of her dead dad going and making coffee. Was that the story that, that, uh, that we were talking about when me and Bo were working? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. We were doing, and that, that old lady had us like doing security for her. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. And, and that was a little more into it than that. I'll get into that story. one. Yeah. Day. I think um, that's the one I was thinking of, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean like that, like that was her habit, you know? And then when she died, she doesn't know what to do and she's still there. It's at night. She's not supposed to be there cause it's not her habit to mm-hmm. be there at night. So she would go and do cleaning. Yeah. And then she would cry because she doesn't understand. Like she's confused. She's or whatever. very confused because it's nighttime. But that doesn't excuse her going into people's rooms and and taking things. She needs, she really needs to get a life. Oh, that was a horrible. Oh, that was a horrible. Joke. Oh my gosh. Okay, I am so sorry. Oh I didn't God. mean that. That's not. But you know, whatever. I'm trying to break up the because this is a scary subject, and some people are going to be like, "Oh my gosh." Well, folks, when I make jokes, people are like, "Yeah, you joke too much." Blah blah blah. First of all, that's just who I am. That's, that's how we that, are. That's my personality. I'm yeah. a, I'm an old wise guy, and I always crack. I don't wise. know if we ever have a single like straight moment where. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple. We, we do. We, even bit. during our serious talks, we joke around. Uh, I, I like to crack wise. See, that's what I do. See, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the point is, is that that that's 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 just how I deal with life. Okay, so I'm not trying to be a stand up comedian over here. Uh, you know, I'm not. That's not me. It, it's just me We're being very, being funny yeah. or whatever, making jokes. Is just who I am. I, I try to break it up because I've had a lot of people tell me, "Wolf, I love your show. Uh, you know, I like the the plat, the, the the format, whatever." But it's scary, you know. And and then they tell me that it it's unnerving, and so um, I like to try to break it up a little bit by by giving a little bit of humor there, so you don't just feel like you're in a horror movie all the time. Well, know? here's the thing, though: we're not storytellers. I mean, we 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 come here and it's just me and you, and we talk, you know, and we talk and we discuss. And you you tell tell me these stories that I hear for the first time. Well, not all of them. A lot of them you have. But uh, uh, no, well, you you never tell me full details like you do now. So like I hear in, enti- in their entirety for in the first entirety, time. Yeah. So uh, and so like when we make crack jokes or we say something, that's just how we are. Unless and it's, it's just, a story, some of the stories from in, in the past encounters, like you've gotten off of the email and shown me and say, "Hey, let's let's look at this." Yeah, usually, but, and, but usually you don't know the whole entire. Well, I mean, ever story. since we started, I started uh, hosting. I haven't been. Yeah, real. You've uh, done what Sal did and was kind of like you know. I, well, yeah, let's surprise me, whatever. But yeah. now you've surprised me the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, pretty much any subject out there, I got stories about it. Uh, yeah, but that 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 one was because it's something I've always been interested in is is the whole Fordian weird um, wacky stuff or whatever. I, I shadow people are one of those things that are scary. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. I mean, if you if you're sitting in your house and you see something a shadow moving independently by itself, then there is no other way to put it other than you're going to be terrified. I mean. Unless you're just some sort of weird, you know, person that can, you know, I don't know. Um, That's just out of place in every way. Like, if you see a ghost and it's a humanoid ghost, like, when I first saw that lady, I thought it was a lady who was trying to look into this house. And then you saw she had no legs. Then I saw she had no legs, and that's what creeped me out, because it was unnatural. A shadow person is just 100% unnatural. Unnatural. There's no reason for a moving person. A shadow to move by itself. There's there's no reason for it. So it, it, it scares you, I think, a little bit more. And also, it being a shadow and having no details, I think maybe, uh, like is a little bit more scary because you don't really you can't recognize it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what it is, what form it is, what it's like, what it looks like. You just see it's a big black blob, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So here's another I, one. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, 
did that would you stay in that room after that no yeah like this dude's mad at this and when this happens like he, he what he thinks is there's a housekeeper in my room in his room and all of a sudden he just sees a, a black shadow just <laughs> run and move into a wall yeah jeez yeah well i don't know if the guest did if I the just, guest was not in the, the room that's not, even worse because what do you guess, explain i think the guest was sitting out in there the elevator the way i understood was in the elevator how do you explain that though? well here, here's a, here's a sidelight to that real quick folks here's another little thing we did security at that place when they remodeled it, and we some of the guards that were there at night. Now it wasn't my account. Now we in our company, like I had my accounts, and then there was another guy who had his accounts. We all had we all worked for the same company, but at one time before I became the big shot that I am now, just kidding. Uh, before I became like partners with the guy that I'm with now is in the company. Uh, I was just like kind of contracting and I had my little group of dudes and we, you know, we had our accounts and then there were two other guys that were doing the same thing we did and they had their guys and they had their accounts or whatever, you know, and so it was like they were sub, sub, subbing it out, you know what I mean? Like a sergeant basically and you had yeah, your own I, guys. Yeah, I had my own guys and, and, and we had our own little deal and then they had their deal or whatever. Well, that's kind of how it was set up back then, but th- this this was not one of my accounts that I managed. But it the the guy that managed that account, I'd talk to him every day. I'd see him in the office, and he was a manager. And he told me, he goes, hey, do you have anybody that can work uh, the name of the hotel? And I said, I don't want to work that that hotel because I, I, I'm overstretched as it is. I said, why, why are, are you needing people? Because he had a lot of people. And at one point, he was asking me if I had some work to throw his people. And I'm like, don't you have enough people? He goes, yeah, but I'm running out. And I said, why? And he said, well, there's, they don't want to work in that hotel. Well, that hotel has a reputation for being haunted, you know, uh, at least amongst people who, who have, or, or Austinites who've been around for a long time, who, people who, there's people that have worked there that, that know that it's haunted. And it wasn't just that one floor. That might be the most uh, activity, but there's another aspect to that place because you'll, you'll see things on camera. So I asked him about it. And he said that that one of his guards w- was seeing like what looked like a shadow on the camera, and he kept going up and in, into in, in one of the floors, not that particular floor that we were talking about. And he would see he saw like at the end of the hallway this shadow looking thing, and it, it moved into one of the rooms. And he said that when he looked at the cameras, because then when they were doing the remodeling, like stuff started coming up missing, so they had to put cameras on all the floors, you know, like uh, our yeah. cameras. He said that when I looked at the camera, I clearly saw my guard go up there and I, and I reviewed it and I saw what looked like this shadow looking thing standing at the end of the hallway and then go into the room. He didn't, the guard didn't see it. The guard did see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and, and he told him and he went back to the cameras and he reviewed it with him. And that, that guard was like, that's why I don't want to work here. <laughs> and then there was another time where he himself worked there because he didn't have any more guards. And one of these things came like literally a shadow looking thing that he said had no legs, but it had arms and you could kind of make out like a head came floating down the staircase. And that's when he gave up that account. He was just like, uh, nobody wants to work here. Now I see why. Okay. Have a nice uh, time remodeling this place. I'm not going to mess with it. I did talk to one of the, the, rem- the guys that did the remodeling. I caught up with him because he's a friend of mine. On another job that he was working at a middle school, he was doing construction out at a high school, and he told me a little bit about that job, and he said that on that job, there were a lot of people who claimed that the activity had gotten pretty pretty bad during the remodel. And I hear that in hauntings, that there'll be, everything's fine, then they go to remodel something, and then all hell breaks loose. because yeah, you're breaking the norm. Yeah, and you're so these the spirits are moving around or whatever, and he said that one of the things that they saw regularly were shadows. Shadows in the uh, stairwells, shadows in the hallways, just just basically shadow type entities, you know that were that were inhabiting that place. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Um, I got. I don't know how much time we have here. How much time do we got? We're, we're at okay. So so we got a little time here. Um, there's about two or three uh, pretty uh, good stories that I'd like to get out about the shadow people. One is of a. Now we're talking about the Hat Man. Now I don't. What was that? So, no, did you hear that? No, I have my headphones in. So what? What did you hear? Did you hear that? No, I heard. No, I heard it behind me in the wall. That was weird. I heard like somebody knock on the wall behind me. 
The cat? Okay, let's blame the cat. There we go, folks. <laughs> that was kind of creepy because I thought I just saw the cat and then but I heard it behind me on the well, wall. The cat's so so let, let's just, let's just say the cat's on the wall. Okay, okay let's just let's pretend. Just, let's yeah. just pretend like that didn't happen. Uh, this is creepy. All right. So, anyways, uh, sitting here in the studio, and something just knocked on the wall where there's nobody at that ne- that that uh, building next to us. There's nobody there. So I don't know what's going on. So, anyways, so we're sitting here, and sometimes we bring our cat and and we bring we, our animals. We bring so. banjo, yeah, to the studio, or whatever. But uh, the cat, the cat is will tear up your house if you leave it there. So anyways, there there was this one story that I got and I and I showed my wife this one and we we talked about it and it was crazy. This guy dated a girl that had a uh the hat man. Now, you know how sometimes people will see the shadow that looks like a guy wearing a hat. Yeah. It's mean, very 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 disturbing that it would even wear a hat, you know. But th- this guy said that she he that this woman that he was with this happened in Indiana. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, that, that he was with a girl who claimed that she was being haunted by the hat man. Now, she didn't say the hat man, but she said that she, she called him the ma- a man in a hat, but he looked like a shadow. Now, he started dating her, and for a long time, he would never, she would never take him back to the house. Her mother, had, her mother and dad uh, were deceased. Um, I guess the the dad had died of of a uh, heart attack or something at a very young age, and the mother had died in a car wreck in, in an accident. So she lived in a, in a pretty nice big house, but she would never take the boyfriend there. And even after they got more serious, he had never gone beyond like the foyer in the house. And so he asked her one day, you know, why this was. And like I said, she said that there is this entity that uh, haunts this house and it's been there since I was a kid and it's obsessed with me. She's like, it doesn't leave the, the, the parameters of the house, though. As long as you're not in the house, you're fine. But she called it the hat man or the, the man, man in the, the hat. hat. Yeah. And so he... <laughs> The guy in the house. He kind of made a joke about it at first. He was like, well, you know, okay, you know, what what is this, Curious George, you know, the man in the hat, you know, whatever. And he thought that's ludicrous, okay? You know, he thought maybe she's crazy, you know, maybe she's not. But he said she was was really very pretty and very level-headed and they had met in school, whatever, and, and going to college. And he said that that uh, they they had met at at some school or whatever they went to, and so he said that they started dating and it went on for almost a year. But she was always adamant about staying the night at his place, never going to to stay at her place. And so he said, "This is weird, you know. We're 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 on this and and this this ghost or whatever you call it is um, so protective that we can't go to your house." He got suspicious. I mean, I would understand why, but yeah. But he kind of he kind of went to uh, to an area where I wouldn't have gone. He began to go over to her house and kind of look in the windows and try to see. You uh, know what I mean? That's a bit stalkerish. That's yeah, it's kind of stalkerish. But I think I think he was trying to figure out why what what the deal was. You I know? can understand like, what <clears throat> his mindset be like. Does she have another guy? And that's the reason she. Yeah, doesn't. and that's what and that's what it was. So yeah. so, but he never saw anything. He claims he never saw anything. Uh, walked around the back and went into the the the, the, the there was a uh, garage that was detached from the house, like a little garage area. He said it was kind of creepy. He went in there and it was kind of creepy. And then one day he just told her point blank. He's like, "Look, you know, I, I'm going to be real honest with you." He goes, "I don't believe all this. You know, you need to tell me what's going on. Why we can't go inside your house?" And she he he was like, "You know, I think that if 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 it's that bad, then you should sell the house." Well, she said that she didn't want to sell the house because she felt like if she got rid of the house, that it would leave and maybe follow her. Like she just had this feeling. It was like a feeling, she told mm-hmm. him. So he just thought, you know, this is preposterous, you know. So <laughs> this is the story, okay. And and me and my wife, <laughs> we were talking about it, you know, we were joking about it the other day. It's not funny, but I don't really know how to deal with this without just it kind of being funny, you know? So I made a joke about it because I don't really – it's not that I'm trying to make fun of you, dude, uh, that told me this story or that gave me this story. Yeah, we're not, we don't make light of it. We're, we're not we're, making light of it. I just don't know what we, to make we of it. We make funny of it to bring uh, 
To make it easier to digest, basically. Yeah. So so I kind of made a joke about it, you know, to my wife. But he, here's the thing. they He finally got her to let him stay the night there. Nothing happened. It was an ordinary house. He went all through the house. Nothing happened. You know, she took him on a little tour of the house or whatever. It wasn't a gigantic house. It was a three-bedroom house. It was big, but a big three-bedroom house. Now, he did say that there was there was an upstairs, but the upstairs was really small. It wasn't like it, it was like um, there was just like one area which should have been like the attic that they had kind of remodeled and made into like a whatever. He said he felt very uncomfortable in that area. But otherwise, there was nothing that was out of the ordinary. It was just that particular part of the house. And so he said that uh, one night they were getting hot and heavy. And they were in the process of beginning to oh, so they were, have relations. Yeah, they were having relations. Okay. And, yeah. And he said that this thing, as he called it, a black shadow came out of the closet and stood looking right at him. And he said it had red eyes and it looked like like the shape of a man wearing a hat. And he said, he goes, I'm, and I, was, I, I kid you not, it was st- like it was staring right at me. He goes, and I'm on. I'm doing what I'm doing, and she's totally oblivious to this thing standing there. And he said that there was light, but it was dim, and this thing was staring right at him while he was, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said that you know he he just freaked out and he froze up, and then he just like he stopped altogether and just sat there like with his mouth open, like what is this thing, you know? He said at that point it literally walked. It didn't float or anything like that. It walked, went around the other side of the bed, and kind of like walked out of the bedroom. And he was like, he jumped off of her and he was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what was that? And she goes, I told you, I told you there is a, an entity in oh, this so house. Oh, so she knew immediately what it was. She knew what it was because she, she, you know, she's like, I told you that there is an entity and it's very protective of me. She's like, it's never hurt me, you know, or whatever, but it's it does scare me sometimes. She's like... And she doesn't like that sometimes it'll watch her, you know. Now, I, the most of the Hat Man stories I've gotten, pretty much all of them, have been involved just them being ter- ter- terrorizing people, basically. I know that one of them was like a story that I told on Vic's show on Dogman Encounters where there was a dogman that was being seen in the window and there was a shadow man uh, that was that was also terrorizing the little boy. And so I don't know what, you know, and what to make of that, you know, but there was like this whole, you know, paranormal thing going on in, in that house. And this was out in the country, you know, mm. n- near my hometown. But th- this happened, this guy said, uh, this happened, I think he said it was in the early 2000s or whatever. And then he said that after that, his phone started ringing while he was at work or whatever. And one, one, one day, like he would, it would be, it would be. The, the number, because back then people had landlines and cell phones, you know. So it would be the landline. It was the landline from the house, and, and they, they, they would not talk. They would just call. And then he said that one day he went, like, to answer his phone, and his phone literally popped. Like, uh, it, you know, and, and, it, and he backed up, and it was like, you know, it just busted. Like, his phone just popped. And he said that it scared him so bad he fell backwards and he hit his head, and he had to go to the hospital. And he was convinced at that point that this entity was was doing that, was manipulating him with that, with you know. So he went and he got a new phone, and some other stuff happened. He said that this that that it, the phone calls continued, and she kept saying, "It's not me. I'm not doing it." And he goes, "Well, you know, somebody's calling me." And then he thought, you know, maybe it's her just messing with him, but he did see that entity, you know, and he hadn't been back to the house since that had happened. Well, one day he gets a call, and it's her, and she says, will you come see me? I want you to come to the house. I need you. I need you now. And he said it was her voice and everything. He shows up. He goes He, the, he, he goes inside the house, uh, you know, just kind of knocks once. The door is unlocked. He walks in. Didn't see her car there, though, which was odd. No. And so he goes, Yeah. So he hears somebody say, I'm up here. So he goes up the stairs. He gets up to the, like halfway up the stairs. And this thing is standing at the top of the stairs and it begins to run towards him. 
just like a man would run, like it was, you know, like a flesh and blood man, but it was completely black and it had red eyes and it had this hat and it came barreling down the stairs at him. So he turned to run away and he said that it leapt on top of him and it felt just like a man on his back and it began to like wrap itself around him and it basically tackled him and he went down onto the floor and he began to scream and yell and whatever. And just then his girlfriend almost uh, <clears throat> was going to say her name, but his girlfriend, she showed up and goes, you know, inside, inside. She, she, cause he said he had, she had a glass door that you could see, you know, the, the, the panel, you could see directly through it. So she sees him and she goes up, up to the door and she's on the porch and she starts shaking the door and the door is locked. And she said that she was screaming and slapping the, uh, he said she was screaming and slapping the, the glass. And finally he felt this pressure like come off of him, like it kind of dissipated. And then she, she opened the door and ran inside and he asked her what, you know, what she saw, like as they talked about it over the next day or two, you know, and she said that it looked like just something black on top of him, but she knew what it was, yeah. you know? And so that was kind of the end of it. They didn't, they didn't, uh. You know, they didn't, they, he, he, they stopped seeing each other and it was this, that was it. I'm surprised now, it took that long. I'm not, I was going to say like, I'm. Well, he was in love with her. And now, now here's the thing. There was another story that he was told. From her? About, yeah. From her about another guy that was her ex-boyfriend and it was her high, high school sweetheart and they had been together for a while. And this was when her mom was still alive. And she said that it was her first time, okay? And uh, he, they were getting ready to do whatever. And that this thing came behind him, literally, like she saw it come out of the closet and grab him and pull him off the bed and begin to choke him from behind. Like a rear naked choke, you know what I mean? Like choke... And and that she witnessed this, and she said that that he ran out of the house, and he never, they, they never talked again. You know, that was it. He was just like, you know what? That's that's too weird for me. I can't. You know, so it broke her heart. And he said he had to do the same thing. He did say that after they stopped seeing each other, there was no more like weird stuff, no more phone calls, no more weird dreams. He said he was having weird dreams. So all of that was based uh, around just being in that house, you know, I did ask him, I asked him, I said, did you ever run into her again? He said, yeah, I ran into her. It was a coffee shop that we both like to go to. And uh, he said that, that I saw her in there a couple times, you know, and, and, uh, they talked, you know, briefly, whatever, but never anything about, you know, what had happened, what had transpired in his mind. What he believes is this thing tried to kill him. And what I have come to kind of believe from talking to this guy and, and getting the stories and all that, you know, I think that it was, I think he's correct. I think that this thing is, has some sort of parasitic relationship with her mm -hmm. where it feeds off of her. And, and I think that's all it is. And I think that it's, it's parasitic and that, that it keeps everyone else away from her to keep her like to itself. That's what I believe. I mean, you know, I threw that out there to him and he kind of agreed with that, you know, but you know what, and, and I'm making light of it was because of the way that it was, you know, and the way it happened coming out while he's yeah. doing stuff, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, I don't know about, you know, it's just, I, it, it, so what do you think of that? I mean, I think, um, I mean, what, what can I say to this is, I think that if we had him, we could have done a lot better, or the Cowboys could have done a lot better. So I think they need to decide to scout him. A, a tackler? A tackler. I think, <laughs> come on. He's he, got a great form tackle. Uh, he got yeah. one guy <laughs> from behind, knocked him straight to the ground. Another guy, UFC could hand, take him too. Oh, you know, I mean. But, I mean, all kidding aside, it seems like a very serious situation. I don't know what, like, he could do to even, like, like the. I don't. I'm surprised it took that long for him to leave. That it almost killed him. You know, mm. like I thought that maybe he would have left the first time he saw it. Yeah, the first time to me was like foreboding, like a warning. It's a warning. It came right up to you it's and came just came in you and saying, "Look, and I'm right here. I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing." He said, and then and then he was getting phone calls, 
And he continued to date her or go out with her, and they was getting serious. I mean, they were talking about selling that place and moving in together. Well, he was trying to talk her into it. And then it, it decides to be proactive and call him. That might be it. That might be the thing. That's what I think. I think I think it's a parasitic entity. There was a guy. Here's another real short one, real, real quick. We don't have a lot of time left, folks, but I'm going to give you a little short one. There was a guy that years ago told me that he lived uh, in a house that was haunted. Uh, weird stuff was happening. Nothing serious, you know. Like the weirdest thing that ever happened was like a spoon flew off of his plate, which is enough for most That's people. Serious. <laughs> That's enough for most people to be like, "I'm done." But he said that in the big scheme of things, it was like that was the only r- real, like hard, tangible evidence that he could ever see, you know. But there was uh, a shadowy type entity that would appear at times near the fireplace and it would it would move around in that in that general vicinity it was an old house where the fireplace was built into the middle of the house type thing and he said that that it would just kind of hover around that area wait so like well, well <clears throat> is like an island basically kind of yeah the is- fireplace was like an island okay yeah the, the way he described it to me and it was built like a cabin this uh-huh. happened and this was up in uh, wyoming and he said that it was basically like it was basically like a cabin is what it was, but they lived he lived there for a while, and uh he had a girlfriend or companion whatever that had come and was staying with him uh for a little while and this shadowy entity uh leapt on top of her one time, and he saw it like he literally came into the bedroom and saw it on top of her um and and it looked like it was trying to to choke her. Like he was trying to kill her, and like like it was literally trying to, not in in the sense that. And I asked him, "What do you mean by choke?" He says, "Not in the sense that that it was choking with its hands, but like it was trying to go in into her. Like and it was oh. like it was moving into her mouth. Yeah, and it was weird. And then and then there was another incident, another short little quick uh, story I got from some from a listener that said that that one of these things spoke to it, that spoke to them, like they encountered one in the hallway. And that that literally, like she said, that she was like, "Who are you?" And it said, uh, "Underling." Hmm. What is? I don't know what that means. That's all he said too. Was mm-hmm. just underling. Mm-hmm. And then just went through like a wall. So that was weird. I mean, uh, and and that was that was a very short little story. She said, "It's like nothing ever really weird has ever happened to me." She's like, "I ran into uh, what went on a retreat." She said they were in uh, Connecticut, uh, somewhere in Connecticut or something on some sort of retreat or whatever, or or, or maybe it was Massachusetts. I got to look. It was somewhere in the Northeast. And she said that that she she, she walked into the hallway and kind of bumped into what felt like a person, you know. And she was like, oh. And, and then she looked up. She was kind of bleary-eyed because the bathroom, they all had like one bathroom for like five rooms. Where, mm-hmm. and, and then she said that it was dark in the hallway and this person was like a shadowy-looking person and she backed up and she was like who are you you know when she asked and it said underling and then just went into the wall and she's like at that moment i i knew that it was not a person and that it was just a shadow and she said that she could see it there was a light down at the end of the hall and it illuminated enough to where she could see that this thing had no features or anything so what is to be made of that you know, and I got other shadow stories I could go on and on. I got some about the a dog that was a, a shadowy demon dog that, like, kind of like the one in Detroit. I got one of those not too long ago. <clears throat> Somebody that, that that had this shadowy dog type creature that attacked their dog in the backyard. Um, but that's a whole another story, you know. And then I got another one about a that was kind of like a dog man type thing. We've 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 covered that, you know, a few times where they look like shadows or whatever. Um, one that was like a Sasquatch looking creature, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to do some more Bigfoot stuff coming up too. I got quite a bit of Bigfoot stuff to unload. So folks, that's uh, I guess that's well, the show I mean, for today. Um, Tony's trying to, to, I'm prolong, just thinking cause you this, kept talking but, and I was trying to board this in, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just joking, but <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say real quick, like, do you ever, it makes you wonder like what would have happened if he never went into the house? Like if you just like listen to her, well, and that, just that's stay a good out. question. Let's 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 ponder that for a second. Like, okay? what if like maybe it attached to him somehow, and that's why it could affect him. Like, what if he just never went in, and 
And then he got her to sell the house, and then they get married, and they live happily ever after. Well, who knows? It could follow her. Then when she has the baby, it comes out, and it's like a shadow. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what? Really? Now I know what was going on. Okay. And I I apologize for that, uh, sir. I did not mean. I'm sorry. I just, Uh, you know, I mean. And I spoke to you on the phone, and, and you're—he seems like a pretty funny guy. He's—we we kind of talked, talked about stuff, bit, and and he just gave me his encounter. Yeah, but but yeah, it's a good encounter. I mean, and I I'm not trying, say. and I wasn't trying to make fun. I, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to make fun, but I'm just—it it is a heartbreaking story too, in the way that that it it made it's, me feel sad, sad because yeah. you know that this woman it's like she's hostage to that, but she wouldn't let go. It's like she wouldn't let go of the—I don't know. Man. I mean. Maybe she. The, maybe the thing is, she does not does need to sell the house. Maybe that's well, like it's telling, like it's trying to make her think, like if you sell the house, I'll follow you. And the fact that it doesn't want her to sell the house because it can't follow her. Maybe it's stuck. Maybe it's yeah. stuck, and it's kind of just making her think that if yeah, if you lying. leave, I'll I'll follow you. Well, demons lie. Tell her to sell the house. If you find her <clears> again and you're listening, try to get her. And you ever run into her again, just try to get her to sell the house. Maybe that will help her. Another thing, too, I asked this question to him. I said, do you think it might have been the spirit of her dad or somebody? That, That's what I thought at first, too. Uh, she said that she had been seeing it since she was a child, and oh. her dad had died of cancer when she was like 14 or 15. So um, I think he said she was 14. So, yeah, and so so it wasn't the dad. The mom and dad um, knew of it, had seen it, but it this was just kind of there, you know? So How sad that a parent parasitized her as a child mm-hmm. and followed her and just so she's been living in that house since she was a child mm-hmm. I think she should just sell the house maybe she already has hopefully she has hopefully she has and it left her alone and like it was just stuck I, to I'm gonna place. give a suggestion in, in all seriousness dude uh, you know I think that she needs to um, look into turning it into a brothel <laughs> yeah you know I mean, and then the the thing will be just so confused that that it won't know. There's who to, so much. What if it's it, like adjacent? To it won't know who to attack. Yeah, like it's not really like it. It doesn't really care about the people, but it, it just doesn't like the act itself. So yeah, like Jason. So like, it just he's, anytime he's like, he, he I'm can convinced sense it. that Jason doesn't have privates, and that's why he's angry when people are doing it. Yeah, so, so he goes he just, and he tries to kill him with yeah, a kills machete. Them all. I mean, it's just so suspicious that it, every time they do it, he kills him. You're like Jason. Okay, we know you have a tiny one. That's why you're so angry. <laughs> you're. I know you've you're been mad. That, you're like you've been in that water all this time, so it shrunk up. So he's well, yeah, because he was in the water. Or whatever. Yeah. So so yeah. So so basically, you're saying that this guy, this entity, is jealous because he can't do it. So that's why I said. Well, I mean, I never. He never mentioned anything about it having anything, so I doubt it. But I mean, in all seriousness, not if you do run into her again, try to get her to sell the house. Who knows? It might anger off too. Like I can't really tell you like that would help either. Yeah, but it, it seems I'm not like gonna, a solution. I'm not gonna call him up and tell him, "Hey, go find her." And yeah, I'm not gonna say in like. In fact, I think he's actually uh, with someone else now. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not a good idea to tell her to sell the house. Like, I don't want to ha- ha- make it worse if I do say that on my own conscience. But if I had to take a guess, that seems like if like it might be wanting her to stay there because. Well, it's obviously feeding. It's obviously some, feeding. Yeah, I believe that. That's what yeah. I believe. Folks, that's all the time we have for today, um, you know, tonight, whatever. And uh, from uh, whatever part of the galaxy you're from, whatever spaceship you're in, uh, I mean, whatever planet you're on, whatever house you're being haunted in, whatever dogman's den you're being chased out of, whatever forest you're foolishly staying in, surrounded by bugs and spiders and thugs, good night. Good night. <laughs>